house Lost in a labyrinth and left with no way home I built this hall of mirrors all myself The faces staring back at me look like somebody else Joining us, Missy Clifton, our host, Tom Dupree, and we are powered by Dupree Financial Group. All right, this is uh, a group that I can't hear myself tell you the name of because you bring back my thing. I can't hear myself. All right, I'll just go ahead. Um... This is a group called the Arcadian Wild, and uh, I first heard them on December the 15th at a, now I can hear a little better now, um, at a show in Louisville run by this guy named Andrew Peterson. Um, There you go. It's right in front of your eyes. I mean, you know, it's, it's a knob. I think it might be your ears. No, it has nothing to do with my ears. Perhaps. Yeah. Okay. The Arcadian Wild is a group of kids. We just had them on here before. I keep listening to their CD in my car. I do have a car that still plays CDs. I do too. Uh, yeah. We have that in common. <laughs> um, they, kids that, we're at Belmont University in Nashville. Got together. I thought it was Lipscomb. You're exactly right. It was Lipscomb because we have heard this group before. I'm going to try to bring them here for something. I don't know what. They are so good, and they're even better live. They, I, I went and heard them. There's a place in Newport, Kentucky called the Something House. It's an old church that's been turned into a music venue, and it's really nice. It's kind of rough, but it's got sound panels all over it. It's like a studio. And um, anyway, they're just 
great. And they're young, and I don't think they even know how good they are. And they're exciting. Every song, they put out these little four-song CDs. Each song's about five or six minutes. And I've got like three of them. And I just keep listening to them because I hear new stuff. I mean, that's... It's fun. Anyway, all right, that's the Arcadian Wild. I have a scripture reading for today. Okay. Um, And I'm going to pull it up. Everything's kind of moving slowly this morning, but that's okay. It's going to move. All right. This is Second Chronicles. And it's the seventh chapter, starting at the seventh verse. Moreover, Solomon hallowed the middle of the court that was before the house of the Lord, for there he offered burnt offerings and the fat of peace offerings, because the brazen altar which Solomon had made was not able to receive the burnt offerings and the meat offerings and the fat. Also, at the same time, Solomon kept the feast seven days and all Israel with him, a very great congregation from the entering in of Hamath unto the river of Egypt. And in the eighth day, they made a solemn assembly for they kept the dedication of the altar seven days and the feast seven days. And on the three and 20th day of the seven month, He sent the people away into their tents, glad and merry in heart for the goodness that the Lord had showed unto David and to Solomon and to Israel, his people. Thus, Solomon finished the house of the Lord and the king's house and all that came into Solomon's heart to make in the house of the Lord. And in his own house, he prosperously effected. That's just beautiful King James language to me. Side note, Solomon is the richest man that ever has lived in the history of the earth. I mean, he had ton, he had gold in tons, not in ounces. He had uh, more, it was the Lollapalooza effect. It was everything his father David had done, the warrior. It all compounded to Solomon, who was, of course, his son, and built these incredible temples where the gold was like a quarter-inch thick all over it. I mean, it was, the world's never seen anything like it. Verse 12, And the Lord appeared to Solomon by night and said unto him, I have heard thy prayer and have chosen this place to myself for a house of sacrifice. If I shut up heaven that there be no rain, or if I command the locusts to devour the land or send pestilence among my people, if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Now, Mine eyes shall be open, and mine ears attend unto the prayer that is made in this place. That's 
Second Chronicles, in, it's in the Old Testament. It's a book that a lot of people don't read because it's just not, it's got a lot of stuff in there that seems like it's, you know, just boring history. But everything in the Bible, I believe, has got power and uh, has relevance for today. Okay, just north of us, well, two or three hundred miles, um, there was a uh, a severe uh, derailment, train derailment, which is now going into two weeks ago that it happened, and uh, things. I'm going to let Missy kind of get into what really has happened uh, with it. But we know, according to the Epoch Times, that the two senators from Ohio, one is a very blue liberal, Sherrod Brown. The other one, uh, J.D. Vance, is a, is, is a conservative, uh, have questioned the response, uh, the slowness uh you know, this is the Department of Transportation because it was a train derailment. It's also the Environmental Protection Agency. Um, you want the numbers? It, well, I'm going to let you run with it here in a second. Let me okay. just finish up. But it looks like there's been a complete reversal, uh, especially among the two governors, because it's right next to the Pennsylvania border. At first, you had uh, DeWine, who's a Republican, and uh, this uh, kid, young kid, Josh Shapiro, who's the governor of Pennsylvania, saying, oh, it's no big problem, you're fine. Now they're saying, well, there really is a problem, and they're blaming the railroad. Now, evidently, there was a town hall meeting the other day that the railroad executives did took, not took a pass to. on. Yeah, did not go to. So what about all this? Okay, well, that's if, if you want to just kind of step back and look at the numbers, you've got you know East Palestine, Ohio. Is it Palestine, Palestine? One one way know, or another. You'd have to yeah, ask I know. Ask them. Um, and I think it's a little over three hundred miles away from Lexington. But you know, if you're looking at uh, in this situation, fifty rail cars derailed on February third. Eleven rail cars carried hazardous materials. Five rail cars released vinyl chloride, which, as we talked about, was um, off, offline was a, f a flammable, colorless, liquefied gas that causes liver, brain, and lung cancer. Let's just it's yeah, it's used in making PCV pipe correct. and stuff like. I mean, so it's, it's a it's a petrochemical. Right. All right. So so at eighty two degrees Fahrenheit, that's what's required for vinyl chloride to become slightly water soluble. There is no tributary in. In, in that area that's running at 82 degrees Fahrenheit. Okay, so let's just right. throw that out. All right. One water. So what form is it in? It was gas and liquid, if, as I understand. So it's it's not going to be – okay, all right. Okay, so one water, one waterway was directly impacted. It's the Leslie Run, which feeds the Little Beaver Creek, which is a tributary to the Ohio River. And you think about this, that 5 million Americans get their water from the Ohio River. 74 million Americans get water from the various tributaries – and the outlets that feed, you know, outlets of the Ohio River, which feed the Mississippi River. All right, the point is, is that livestock, wildlife, and people are 
grossly impacted by this this accident. And here's the really odd thing. Zero FEMA officials have arrived, and they're not coming, apparently, according to, to Biden, who didn't even address the issue the other evening. So my understanding was, I saw something just yesterday online, that the governor of Ohio has not solicited the help of famous no no he, he has he asked for disaster uh aid well, and they denied it they denied it yeah they denied well, it and and what's interesting is the media source that i saw was putting it on the governor of ohio who i'm assuming he, is probably he's a republican exactly Mike, but he's a he's an yeah. old-timey politician well, even been around forever. if you read the seeking alpha article today no it's already trying to do a little spin on it and still saying hey you know norfolk southern is still a great stock to purchase and hey no problem that there's been two derailments because you know there was just one uh the other day uh, the, thursday so today's friday we're kind of we're we're taping this on friday norfolk southern tra- uh norfolk southern blah 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 north Book Southern train. Just, just say an ass. Yeah. Just say yeah. an ass. Like you that's sound a, like you're from That Virginia. is a, ton, a tongue twister. The Norfolk Southern train derailed Thursday outside of Detroit in Van Buren Township, Michigan. The Well, derailments. I know, are common. Oh, common. Yeah, and, and that's this, why uh, this, Corman is in business. And this is the issue, is that since 2020... We've been primed to create hysteria over all kinds of falsehoods. Let me that, say this about derailments real quick. I was going to say, it's, they're common. And if you walk along the old, um, this was years ago. I was in Rockcastle County, and I was walking along the old L&N line, which is now uh, part of CSX. Um, on every cross tie, there are these, kind of brackets that hold the rail down on it and that's where they put in the railroad spikes some of them only had one spike in it for four holes a lot of them did there were spikes laying all over the track and i don't know if you've ever stood next to a heavy train going by but sometimes it looks like the rails are actually bouncing bouncing okay well there's a reason and this is just a little bit of background on it. The train sits on a bed of gravel. It doesn't sit on a hard surface. Right. It has to be able to have a little bit of a sponginess. Yep. So there, I don't think that the railroads have near the personnel attending to this that, that they used to. Maybe. And, I, and that, that is part of that, that's a part. That's a part of the discussion talking about the, the layoffs and that there are a few people that are managing. I believe the issue for the Ohio one was about a, a, an axle that was burning that they could see burning for quite a long yeah, time. Well, that's just the grease right. in the bearings got hot and it burned up. Well, so, okay. So here's the, so it's not, it's not the derailment itself is not, I think the issue it's so it is the response to the derailment. Right. It is the response. And, you know, as you said, derailments are a daily occurrence. Um, I mean, if you, I actually looked at the, you know, the, the statistics for derailments, but here's the bottom line. All derailments are not equal. Right. All derailments are not, all derailments do yeah, not have, have a bunch hazardous of cars, materials yeah. that have been, you know, released into the, into the atmosphere. And I think this, this is where the issue is, is that people are literally 
stunned that they that they went into this controlled burn because there were other options. And, and I went back and looked at some of the other accidents that involved vinyl chloride. There was one in 2012 and how they extracted the chemical, whether it was gas or liquid from, you know, before, and instead of burning it, the other options is what I'm trying to say that were available, that you could wait for the cars to cool and you okay, well, neither it. you or I are experts on how to handle chemical spills, so that's all well, going to be but, that's going to be conjecture okay, okay, in a sense. All right, so so watching Substack and watching people that are weighing in that are experts on it, you know, like saying it, likened it to it. saying that it was like a fire engine showing up at a house with gasoline rather than water. So the thing that has struck me is that. Have you seen the plume of the of the? Yeah, yeah. The thing that has struck me. This is the thing that has struck me of the. If it's true, the absolute evil of the Biden administration in refusing FEMA aid to Governor Mike DeWine, possibly because that county uh, went for Trump seventy one percent. I do not put it past these people to simply uh, screw up, and then while there's while the uh, butter guy is sitting there talking about racial equity in the cleanup crew. Yeah, what in the world was that about? Uh, well, it was about. I don't even it was understand about DEI. DEI is their religion diversity, equity, and inclusion. doesn't matter if people die just so we get the uh, numbers right. That thing was going on. And then now you're saying, see, when you, when you basically elect people that are not qualified to run big things where you have big accidents that can't do it, that have never been able to do it, and they're there for another reason – other than their competency. I, I, look, hold on a minute. You're going to have disasters, and then the cover up in fixing the disaster is even going to be worse. I, all I could think was was it more cost effective to torch it and environmental damage be damned? I mean, just, you know, what the heck? All, all I know is after watching, you know, watching some of the comments uh, from government, it almost feels like there is no government. No president. There is no one in an official position there that isn't. cares at all well, there, it, about these people. No, you could have just stopped. By the way, it would be you, us. You could have just stopped within an official position. You could have said no government, no president, full stop. There isn't a government that because of the idea of government is it functions. And this is not functional. Well, Lexington, well, what we have is not functioning. I, I get it. Lexington Herald leader actually, um, you know, they ran an article. Uh, actually, it was today. Today's Friday, talking about the water. Should be blah blah blah. Should we be worried about the water in Lexington? Oh, and and you you got Kentucky go back American and read. is running on their thing. The Kentucky River does not flow upstream. <laughs> We don't wow. take water out of the Ohio. People would probably think that well, you need, because they're not smart enough to know the difference. But the Kentucky River flows downstream. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the thing did not go into the Kentucky River. No, we're not in the path of that. Now, Louisville, right. different matter. Different matter. Yeah. 
Cincinnati, different matter. You know, we've had toxic waste spills for years. I mean, because the politics were right, right. the, the uh, people in Louisiana made billions of dollars off suing BP for the Horizon spill. And crude oil is a much less toxic substance than these refined uh, chemicals that were spilled up there. You know, it's just crude oil. It breaks down. Okay, you talk about, you know, who is downstream. And I loved one of the comments on the Lexington Herald article. It said that there are many cities and small towns downstream of the spill who get their water from the Ohio River who have very unsophisticated water monitoring treatment systems. They barely test for the water. And that there's maybe one person in the, you know, in the, that's in the office, um, you know, so that Louisville may be, you know, may have more sophisticated. Well, Louisville's got a very sophisticated water company. Ashland, Maysville, Carrollton, Portsmouth, you know, there's My grandfather will not get that same treatment. He sold bonds for the Louisville Water Company back in the 1920s. You know, that, that, that was, um. Louisville Water Company is very, very sophisticated, but some of the other ones like Vanceburg, Maysville, I don't know, you know, and they got to test it, figure out what's going on. Removing synthetic chemicals from raw water like that takes a little more sophistication than some of these towns have. That's all I'm saying. All right, we got to jump. You're listening to the Tom Dupree Show with Missy Clifton, powered by Dupree Financial Group. We'll be back in just a few minutes. Stay tuned. Give it a rest Don't try to make it happen Did you forget Gotta kick the habit you can't remain the world according to your will. Oh, blessed boy, a golden child of promise. We have enjoyed the light you've shed upon us. Let us attend unto that frail and Crown and glory, son of a fool. You chose another story. A family made out of more than flesh and bone. I know you're tired, it is a labored living. Much is required, a food to much is given. Don't leave us here, we need you now just as before. Welcome back to the Tom Dupree Show. Joining us, Missy Clifton, our host, Tom Dupree, and we are powered 
by Dupree Financial Group. This is uh, more of the Arcadian Wild. It's called Give It a Rest. It's about the guy that manages their band. And they say he's a workaholic. And he's always trying to, you know, do too much. So the, the name of the song is called Give It a Rest. In other words, quit carrying the weight of the world on your shoulders. It's funny. He was sitting there, and they did this song at the concert. And, you know, they said, this is for so-and-so back there. He probably gets tired of hearing that song, knowing it's about him. But anyway, it's kind of funny. All right, so one of the things that everybody deals with these days is inflation. Now, you know, I've made my uh, views on this clear. I believe that the inflation that we're having right now is completely the effect of the government overspending literally trillions of dollars during COVID and printing it out of thin air, those dollars that they create compete with your dollars that you make or earn or have and dilute the value of them. What is inflation? Inflation is simply, inflation is not things going up in price. Inflation is dollars going down in value think about it i mean you know we're, we're told oh they're they're gouging you they're raising prices not saying some of that doesn't go on it does but the reason for it is because the currency is being devalued by the government that prints it so that being the case um you know people are doing what they can to deal with it. Now, at the pre-financial group, we're investors. We invest in stuff. And the stuff that we invest in, in many cases, is the common stocks, that is, little pieces of ownership of companies um, that we like companies that have what's called pricing power. And what is pricing power? That's the ability to raise prices. What is the very best, what's the best investment that Warren Buffett and Berkshire Hathaway has had over the years in terms of pricing power? He owns the entire amount of the business. There's none of it traded on the market because Berkshire owns it all. What is it? Seize candies c's candies what does a box of chocolates cost today i mean a nice box of chocolates 70 bucks 75 bucks what did it used to cost eight or nine chocolate has got amazing ability to raise price now not you know not Reese cups like fine chocolate, 
it's like you might as well just say, well, what does it cost? I'll buy it. And that has been the biggest, most profitable. It's not a huge investment for Berkshire, but it's got tremendous price. It's called elasticity. It, it, it's it's price elastic. There's some people things that people don't want to pay more for. And when they get real expensive, they stop using them like gasoline. When diesel got to six bucks, all of a sudden it's tough to ship things. The other thing about chocolate is it is not, it, the expiration is probably not as immediate as, well, I know it's not as immediate as something like flowers because flowers sort of fit the same bill yeah, though the people will pay what it costs, but quickly you had a recent experience um, staying at an Airbnb, and you know one of the things that we found, like staying at where we stayed at the same thing that weekend, was that the price is not the price. Right. Well, I mean, you get like where we were resort fees. Right. thrown in every day that's what i want to talk about taxes hidden inflation heck yeah hidden baby. inflation hidden inflation is everywhere so um and i think that uh you know government and companies have gotten really really good at hiding fees and you know all and i'm, I'm not quite sure that the cpi actually picks those up because it, it isn't it actually it, the cpi isn't the thing that the Fed looks at, they look at something called the, there's like several different indications of inflation. One of them's called the PCE. That's the one they look at. Okay. Well, it, I, what I'm contending is that CPI, CPI manipulation is very real. Oh, no, and, no, 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 you know, no, Missy, that's not happening. If you go and look there's at no a, way the that's size going on. of 10 ounces <laughs> versus eight ounces, and it's, it's now more, it's more expensive in the, you know, the, the new packaging. Right. Um, it's really funny. My youngest daughter, back when she was at a, a STEAM program, she did a thing on corn pops, and they had to replicate. They what they showed, what they were trying. The the purpose of the exercise was to see how much you could ship in a container, and what they were contending. Corn pops. Yeah, What's you a know, corn the, pop? the, the corn the cereal. Dog? No cereal. Oh, corn pops. The yeah. Kellogg's corn pops. Oh. And the, what they what they contended was is that if you called? could if you could shrink the packaging down. Yeah. And have just as much in it, or even you know reduce the amount in it that you know you could be able to ship more. And at any rate, the, the bottom the bottom line is is that I think we have seen a lot of what I've heard called shrinkflation that they're actually reducing the sizes of things and then still charging them more. But you're 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 just not seeing that. That was going on even back in the eighties because when I lived in Houston, uh, if you went over, you know, everybody's always. A can of beer is 12 ounces, right? Sure. Not in New Orleans. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Ten and a half ounces. Ah. And it was like four bucks. And this was back in 85. I mean, the people in New Orleans figured out the, they got, they had special cans of beer made that were an ounce and a half smaller. The point is, what you're seeing is... Um, in order to, um, and this is happening in food a lot. Have you noticed that cereal packages have less and less in them? I mean, I bought some gluten-free crackers last night. It was like two little bags of like nothing for $3.99. It's getting smaller. That It is shrinkflation like you're saying. Right. Well, and, and you, you brought and up they air. they keep the price the same or even go higher. Same. 
Well, then the other thing is, is that, you know, we, we, you mentioned Airbnb and I just uh, recently had an Airbnb experience this past weekend. And of course the, the listed price, the price to get you in to say, Hey, this is what it costs per night, which, you know, immediately you're like, okay, this, it looks good. But then when you go in and you drill down on all of the fees associated, it's not just, it's not just the cleaning fee. There are like three different fees that go along with your price so that if you actually are to look at what you've actually paid per night, um, you know, it's, 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 it's just, it's, it is something, it didn't stop me, but it is, it caused me to pause, right? Well, in a lot of places, they charge you a resort fee, and that's another thing. And then if you bring a dog, even if it's a service dog, they try to charge you a pet fee, which I got them to take off. But it's, it's just the way, and, and we think it's gouging, you know, but if you're in the, if you're in the end business, you do have a level at which you break even. And if you don't get to that, you don't break even. I don't remember whether it was VRBO or Airbnb, but one of the two, um, there had been so many complaints about all the added fees so that the rate wasn't actually the rate and differed yeah. so vastly that it, one of those companies is going to start, if they haven't already, doing an all-in. Yeah, all-in. Just tell me what all it costs. Give me the here. bottom line. Right. Well, let me tell why do you think CarMax and Carvana and these guys are doing so well on, you know, it, this is what it costs to buy this car. Right. Instead of the haggling that, you What's know. What's so the guy who does Cajun Matt? Um, um, Falcone? Yeah. Okay. He did this dinner over at the Red Mile years ago. It was like a Mardi Gras. It was thing. a Fat Tuesday. Yeah, thing. and let me tell you, that was the most honest priced thing. It was like forty bucks a head. This is several years ago, and I thought, damn, that's expensive. But then I got in there and saw what he had fixed, and the food. And he is such a good cook, Matt, Matt Falcone. I, I don't think he's got a restaurant anymore, but uh, he's. Catered. I, I think he is doing, or maybe uh, is that that copper roo thing over there? Their group is still doing catering. Well, whatever it is, he is the best there is. I mean, he there he he is unparalleled. And here's the thing that he does: he serves you a lot of food. It ain't cheap, but it's good. That's what people want. They'll pay more for the good stuff, you know. But make it the good stuff. Don't don't charge the same price and make it not as good. And that's, or inferior meat or well or less or not as much. Right. You Smaller know, portions, you, you know the it's is. like you know, I mean I, I just that's what I like. Well, well think about this then. It's not even just goods, but also services. We we have we are now we are we are prime to expect to do self-service. We self-service at the gas station. We self-service at the at the grocery store. Not if you live in New Jersey. I'm sorry. <laughs> what? That's the only state in the union left where you have to have somebody pump your gas. Really? Absolutely. Interesting. Well, I mean, think about that. That that was a you know that that it's was true. built into the the price of the product. Right? Was mm -hmm. the service that came along with that. So, you know, as you, when you go to the grocery store, um, you know, having someone scan and then bag your groceries is, 
is part of the process, but that it's becoming less and less. It isn't the, any more less expensive if you go over there and do the self checkout thing. Well, I'm just saying the self serve, you know, self serve has kind of killed the 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 neighborhood, you know, filling stations. Well, I think of. a lot of people kind of want to do it themselves now. I mean, I, I I think I know at Kroger's down here on in uh, Chevy Chase, which is a real. I like that Kroger's. I love it. Elizabeth, she goes elsewhere, but I go in there. Because I like it. And I like doing the self-checkout thing. And there's there'll be like 10 people doing self-checkout and maybe two people going through the line and they've got all these checker things and only one or two's open. And that could be even when it's busy. Now, when it's super busy during the day, I'd say they're all open. But, you know, and you got really people. I'm in there at night, typically. I mean, I got, I got a standing rib roast. For seven ninety nine a pound in there, and I and I don't know if John Short still works there. Of course, he's one of my favorite people in the world. He calls the radio shows, but it, I like. We don't take Collins anymore, I know, so we don't hear from him as much. I know, but anyway, I, I like. I'm sorry, I'm off on something, but the thing is, stuff is more expensive, and you're getting less. You know, my biggest concern, or what I think is a bigger concern is the customer service aspect of things because we have gotten to a point in society when there were not willing workers that were we willing to accept uh, inferior Well, I ha- I'm going to I'm going to say I had a really good experience today. I paid my water bill and everything went through, but somehow it didn't take it out of our account and we got cut off. And um I called the Kentucky American Water Company line at 7.30 this morning. I don't know where the woman was that I got. She was incredibly helpful, extremely helpful. Took down my, you know, checking account uh, number. Now it's set up on auto. For some reason, this one had never. It got really messed up. I don't know. Yeah, but it's set up. But she was very courteous. And. You know, just a little thing like that. I mean, it's it really it doesn't cost you any more to be nice to somebody. Well, and it know? helps when they're stateside too. Well, I, I yeah, but I've had some good calls that I know were international, but the people were really nice, and so I mean, you know, I'm 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 full opportunity. Well, consider on. that consider that our day to day lives uh, used to have more involvement with people that we encountered with so for instance you you know you got ready for the weekend and what did you do i can remember going to the video store and with the with the kids we were all we were going to pick a movie right i mean you went to the video store and you picked out a movie or four or five well, the, the netflix you know netflix has killed the, the neighborhood video store that's over it's done and we, the red box we, we had the red box we had the blockbuster uh card i mean it, we'd be screaming at each other who has the blockbuster card who has the blockbuster card well if they were out of that movie you couldn't watch it I no, mean, now no you with, had to wait you, you had to wait what you call wait in your queue. it you gotta take oh, it back just what a but let me tell you something funny when i was little i mean really little like five we lived in harlan we bought our grocery. They had an A and P there, but my mother liked Pennington's, which was small. And uh, there was a lady named Johnny who would bring us our groceries in a box, and bring them and take them out of the box and put them because they wanted to keep that box and put them out 
and in the kitchen. My mother had a charge account, and they paid the grocery bill at the end of every month. If you picked up the telephone in Harlan in the 60s, early 60s, you had a three-digit number. We didn't have 233-something or other. And when you picked up the phone, you got a human voice, and the operator said, number, please. Yeah. I mean, that was how it was. My parents and a group of their friends ordered oysters or lobsters from Maine. They came on the train, a big hogshead of them, in three days, they came from a little town in Maine to a little town in eastern Kentucky, and they were still alive. And they had a big oyster or lobster boil. This is what the infrastructure of our country was more robust and thick and durable. Well, I, I'm I'm just I'm just I'm just going to the back to the innovation. Innovation has helped and it has changed. I'm in a bad way, meaning it has facilitated people being able to keep their current standards of living, but it's also drastically changed our interaction with other people. You know, you're no longer calling the taxi cab service. You're getting an Uber. You're, you know, you're. But I've had some great talks with some Uber drivers. Oh, that's, that's A lot great. of them are, are, are international. Amazon's killed the, the bookstores. You know, I mean, you, you just, you, you order your book on Amazon. You're done. Um, you know, Craigslist. Oh my, when was the last time you actually posted a, uh, a, a, uh, help me out, classified at the Lexington Herald. No, you put it on Craigslist or you put it on out on Facebook. But I mean, I don't see that as a bad thing. It's we, just we changed. Found, we found the best dog, <laughs> you know, the, about three years three years ago in the classified ads of the Herald Leader of online. Herald. Okay, okay. Which I feel so blessed. Which dog? Jasper. Oh, you found him there? In the classified ads. Okay. But the owner that was selling him is an old school guy. And that's where that's he thought where he, yeah. that that was the best place to advertise. And I am eternally grateful for that. Because that's a superstar dog. When even yeah, our, well, we found Nellie on your Facebook group that yeah. is for GSPs. And the girl couldn't handle her. Right. And, German short hairs. And we yeah. we found lost dogs on Facebook as well. So technology so, can work to your benefit. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I lost just, Meg. I, she jumped out of the car. I put these things up in Not Berea. while you were moving. In Berea. And they didn't, nobody in Berea. And she put on Facebook, and like that day, somebody had gotten her and taken her to Cincinnati. We drove all the way to Cincinnati to get Meg back. But on the other hand, how long did it take your... Uh, mail to get from Lexington to Louisville when you were paying another bill? 14 days. Yeah, 14 days I from Lexington a, a to Louisville. I sent a credit card bill on the like the 28th of January. It got posted on the 12th of February. All right, well, we've yin-yang That's way service, out of baby. what I wanted to talk about was just Wait, Tom and I hijacked inflation. It's okay. <laughs> no, but the kidding. point is they are hiding stuff. Right, right. That's, so that's, 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 that's the only point we that, need to that make. That is the point. So it's customer service, customer service, inflation. Well, just and online, smaller packages. It's the times we're in. It's the times we're in. That's right. You are listening to the Tom Dupree Show with Missy Clifton. Our financial guys will be coming up in the next hour. She never says waiting in the wings anymore. Yeah, because you all heckled I mean, she, me so much. She I never not. ever says that. We would sit there and laugh about it. I'm sorry. It's we'll be just, back in just a few minutes. Stay tuned. Bird wings. <laughs>